Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Impact Boom recently collaborated with Reactivate Latrobe Valley to offer a series of social impact masterclasses in Gippsland, Victoria, which ran from March to May 2019 with kind funding support from Launch Vic. Latrobe Valley, like many regions globally, are facing a transition with new technologies, diminishing resources and a changing economy. The masterclass is focused on creating a supportive, friendly and rich learning environment to foster collaboration, personal growth and provide the support needed to help local change makers and social entrepreneurs to turn their ideas into impact. Participants applied for the program from across the region and the cohort were a delight to work with, driven, passionate, friendly and focused. We covered purpose definition, theories of change, impact modeling and measurement, business modeling, human-centered design, communication, marketing, pitching, and shared case studies from a range of different social enterprises. But most importantly, connections were formed and the entrepreneurial isolation was reduced. We can't wait to track these change makers into the future and continue to work in this beautiful region. So if you'd like to collaborate with Impact Boom to provide strong community support, tackle local transitions and help social entrepreneurs and innovators to accelerate positive change, simply get in touch with Impact Boom. We'd like to sincerely thank the entire Reactivate Latrobe Valley team for their collaboration. It was a pleasure to work with you. We'd also like to thank the sponsors, funders and presenters involved. You'll find full links through to their websites at the bottom of the article online. So how might we transform Latrobe Valley for a vibrant and innovative future? The 10 changemakers featured in this podcast are all focused on creating positive social and environmental change, and with passionate, driven people like these, Gippsland has a positive future. Let's hear their stories. So with Kyle Bush, who's the project coordinator at Reactivate Latrobe Valley. Kyle, thanks for joining us, and thanks for helping put these workshops on. It's been an absolute pleasure, Tom. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit about your involvement with Reactivate Latrobe Valley and the sort of work that you've been doing in the community. So, I'm the project coordinator of Reactivate Latrobe Valley, which aims to enable local communities like the Latrobe Valley to respond to change and thrive while doing so. Uh, And we do that by um, supporting and working with local community members and groups uh, in the delivery of different initiatives. And we bring a whole lot of different skills and expertise and space to community-driven initiatives which aim toward uh, broad change. And how long have you been working with Reactivate? So I've been with Reactivate probably for five years now. Um, And I started as a recent graduate of landscape architecture. So I'm a designer. And the reason I became involved in the first place Uh, was because I'm really interested in the role of design in shaping cities and towns over the coming decades. 
um, because I think there's a lot of changes happening globally and mm. the changes happening in the Latrobe Valley particularly, uh, they kind of represent a lot of big shifts that are happening in the global economy and global landscapes and environments. What have been some of those core challenges that you've seen Latrobe Valley facing then? So Latrobe Valley faces a lot of challenges and uh, a lot, many of them stem from a big industrial shift. So there's three coal mines which are over the next 20 or 30 years going to close down and that's causing a big change in the way that the community and the economy works. And so some of the, the big issues that are present here are things like high unemployment rates, high rates of um, drug abuse, um, high rates of depression and mental health issues. But regardless of that, there's there's a real sort of resilience in the community, mm. which becomes more evident the more you get engaged with the community at the level of the community. Yeah, I can really see that from the entrepreneurs and people who've, who've come here as part of these community organisations to take part in these workshops. So what sort of impact do you believe Reactivate can really have on the local community in doing this sort of work? So the impact that we aim for is to just be a really solid and uh, responsive and agile support for things that are already bubbling under the surface in the local community, whether it's small businesses or uh, initiatives which have some kind of social impact agenda. And we don't want to necessarily be the ones that decide how all of these changes happen, but we want to be a big part of shaping them and empowering others to be part of that process of change in whatever way that we can. Mm, wonderful. Well, you've certainly done some great projects through Get Sheft and, and a number of other community initiatives in the past and now with these workshops. So thanks for all the really hard work that you were putting in, Kyle. It's much appreciated and it'll be great to, to collaborate with Reactivate again in the future. Awesome. Can't wait. If you want to get involved in Reactivate Latrobe Valley or uh, see what we're up to, go to the website reactivate.org.au and just hit subscribe and keep in the loop. We're talking with Joe Lyons of Reactivate Latrobe Valley in the VRI. Joe, it's great to be talking to you and thanks so much for helping organise and put on some great workshops. Thanks, Tom. It's been equally fun and inspiring for me too. So. Um, thank you for coming all the way down here to deliver them. Uh, absolute pleasure. So to keep things off, Joe, you are really big in this community. You're doing a lot of projects. You're working with a lot of organisations. You're really passionate about working in Gippsland to tackle a lot of really key social and environmental issues. So tell us about the work you're doing. So I started working with Trelgan Neighbourhood House and we realised that there wasn't much engagement from young people and in community education. So the VRI was basically an experiment, I guess, um, to create a space for learning by doing. And we were lucky enough to, after we crowdfunded to repair the old VRI hall in Trelgan, we partnered with Reactivate Latrobe Valley to help us to retrofit the space because it was an old hall that was kind of like beautiful old building really, but had been neglected for a long time. Mm. So, and it had tennis courts next to it that we've been able to build a community garden in. And we've we've done about three stages now of repairs and restorations and building new spaces so that the whole community has a space to try new things, to share what they know, come together, connect. And delightfully, there's such a range of 
things that have happened in the space over the mm. five or so years since we first did our consultation with the community about you know what the space could be it's delightful to reflect back on the different groups that have used the space the different activities yeah. that have happened classes it's it's difficult to plan these things but when I think neighborhood houses are great at being responsive and so as people it's that real grassroots community development that responds to what people actually want rather than imposes any kind of agenda on yep. the community. That's a great insight. So even in the last five years, there's been a lot of transformation in the Latrobe Valley. Yeah. What are some of the key changes that you've seen and what do you think are going to be some of the key challenges moving forward? I have seen some changes in Latrobe Valley. I've seen some things stay the same. I think a lot of the things that are happening in Latrobe Valley are actual global shifts. And I, I think we need to be careful not to see ourselves as too different in in the transition that's actually happening everywhere um, with new technologies, with diminishing resources, you know, and yeah, there's lots of change. I don't need to go through all of it. Everybody yep. knows what the changes are. So I guess when Reactivate came and Rose and Craig had their plans to help transition our community from coal to creative future. I was very inspired because they brought a lot of data with them and a lot of um, international experience, which I felt we needed here because in small communities, as beautiful and as connected as they are, there can also be a tendency to be too much inward gazing. And I think having a global perspective has certainly improved and informed my work and also yeah I've learned plenty like there was a truly capacity building exercise working with um the outer group and Kyle you know was part of that team as well mm. so since we've become a social enterprise in our own right I guess we've been trying to work towards our sustainability without the massive institution of RMIT that we once had behind us. Yep. So the last couple of years have been interesting times. But, you know, this this current course of activity is pretty aligned with our desire to see positive change in our community. And, and I guess social enterprise is very much like what I was talking about with community development with the VRI. It's, it's helping people to solve social problems with the individual as expert in their own life. Mm. So, yeah, I, um, I've really enjoyed this. It's actually been very energising to be able to listen to other people's journeys and, um, you know, even the journey, whether they become successful or whether they have a learning experience, yep. they'll be better off and we'll all be better off for having shared it with them. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for more collaborations yeah, like this. Yeah. It's exciting. Excited. So what's the bigger goal here for you, Joe? Like if you were to look five years down the track, what sort of change are you really looking to create with your work? Um, I would like people to acknowledge and be acutely aware of the abundance of resource that we actually have in Latrobe Valley. We have amazing infrastructure and we've got heaps of resources and if we share and we learn and we work as, you know, it, together, I don't see that there's many problems that we can't overcome. 
and I would like I would like to see some shift in the um, ways that we deal with problems and you know get, getting back to that grassroots stuff I think people you know the people I work with at the VRI I work we have uh, work for the doll project so unemployed people some long-term unemployed but if they're given a little bit of resource and ask questions, they can actually solve their own problems. Mm. Like sometimes it's self-esteem that needs lifting or even just a safe space. Yeah. The interventions don't need to be that big, but I think getting people, you know, helping people to solve their own problems is long-term more effective mm. than actually trying to find more food relief or... You know, I see what John does in the garden with people and when through teaching people how to grow their own food, they start growing food, then they bring their excess into us. So they're unemployed but they're still happy to share what they've grown that they don't mm. need. You know, things like that that yeah. make them feel very good. Yeah. Those, those small things have a big impact. Yeah. Great community building activities. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, it's been a fantastic opportunity to collaborate, Joe. I much Thanks, appreciate Tom. it. And I you appreciate too. all the hard work you're putting into the BRI and Reactivate. So thank you, and we'll look forward to touching base into the future. Yes, and if anybody is in Gippsland or Trove Valley, please get in touch with us. We have um, a great co-working space at, at Reactivate La Trove Valley, and I'd love to take – one of my favourite things is to take people around the VRI and – show them what we've built together as a community and, you know, ask them how they would like to use the community space. Wonderful. Sounds great. So we're with John Bundy from the VRI Community Garden. John, thanks for joining us. Good to see you. So, John, tell us a little bit about the VRI and the work that you're doing there. All right. So the VRI is a community hall that's basically uh, about people learning by doing and, and uh community connectedness, uh, we uh, are about sustainability. Really, we have uh, a vision in what I'm doing at the community garden as uh, trying to create a world where people have a chance to grow their own way. A um, bit of pun words there, but uh, yeah, so it's all about being creative and learning by doing, having uh, connected uh, connections with each other to be able to uh, cooperate, produce uh, new uh, um, ideas. Uh, so our purpose really is to empower these people by uh, uh, trying to encourage them to do so, um, that they can gain self-actualization by that and knowledge by sharing with other people. So really uh, our impact, we're actually starting to see that, that people are growing their own food, they're being able to um, go and take seedlings and seeds home and, and also the knowledge home to be able to um, grow their own food, pass that knowledge on to other people and um, hopefully build up a, a bigger sense of that in the entire community. And we're also, you know, really trying to, by spreading this knowledge um, and encouraging people, we're letting them to feel like they're being part of a wider change that is actually happening in mm -hmm. Latrobe Valley. Sounds like a, a great community group and something that you're really passionate about. So yeah. what got you into growing food? Uh, so I, I've been growing veggie patches since I was about nine years old, but I really got into growing when I was at university 
being very poor and got sick of two middle noodles and spaghetti and so forth. So I realised I could live like a king <laughs> from my own backyard and then I spread that to my friends and so forth. And, yeah, so it's all kind of an extension of that. Wonderful. Yeah. So what do you see as the next steps for your community garden? Where do you see it going to the future and the sort of impact that you believe you can really create? Right, yeah. So, I mean, look, we've got a lot of space to work with. We're finishing off some workshops, which means uh, that we'll have this, the actual physical space to be able to run learning workshops, uh, you know, teaching people techniques of propagation and so forth like that, and also a space for people to be able to be teaching themselves things, working on little projects, um, getting ideas and so forth, which is currently happening but um, in limited space. Mm. Uh, the actual physical garden itself will be expanding greatly. We've probably expanded by another 60% of what we've already had, so it's going to be a huge space think about half an acre of gardens and so forth. So wow. It's, yeah, a lot to work with. It is. It sounds like there's huge potential there, John. So what's something that you're taking away from the workshops that you think might be relevant to someone listening who's keen to start their own community garden or social enterprise or local organisation? Well, because I have been involved with Reactivate and get stuffed and get swapped and all that, I'm, I'm getting a real sense here that, okay, I'm... You know, similar to what I wanted to encourage in participants that I'm actually part of a larger th thing, a bigger movement in Gepsland itself. Mm, wonderful. That's a great, great insight then. John, it'll be good to, to watch the VRI grow into the future and, and see your, your garden blossom, pardon the pun. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thank you very much. If uh, anyone's interested in getting involved, um, we have a, a Facebook site, we also have Instagram, and we really welcome people to come down and be involved and become a garden ninja. Wonderful. Thanks, John. We're with Cheryl Jacoby <laughs> from Gippsland Pearls, who creates some amazing gourmet foods. Cheryl? Nice to have you in here. Tell us a little bit about your work. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, we're, we're growing gourmet mushrooms and developing escargot caviar. What is I'm, that? Well, it's snail's eggs. It's not romantic when you just say snail's eggs. So escargot caviar is for the high-end market for export. And the reason we've gone for such labour-intensive products um, and such really unique products is to develop employment in the area. So that's our core core desire, is to create employment for a broad spectrum of the community. Is that something you see is really important for the Gippsland area in which you're operating? Yes, I do. There's, there's um, several groups of people, not just one, but several, that um, are really underrepresented in the workplace and we're wanting to help people have a stepping stone into the, the future that they want for themselves, kind of recognise that people don't want to pack mushrooms for the rest of their lives, but if they can prove themselves and feel good about themselves and find it as a stepping stone into something better, hmm. great. Sounds like there's a really strong potential for some great, strong, positive social impact there. So what, is, what does that impact look like for you five years down the track? I would hope that we've got a strong community, an ongoing community that actually is self-propelling, that, that people, people recognise Gippsland Pearls for far more than just its products, that it is actually a community. It actually is developing and growing a broad spectrum of people so that more people actually cling on and, and, and come for the ride. 
Wonderful. So is there something that you've taken away from the workshops that you'd like to share with the audience, something that they could use in starting their own social enterprise? The, the workshop has um, enlightened me on social enterprise, that, that it is real, it's, it's actually valid, um, that you can be for profit and still do great things. Um, you can be ethical and still do great things. Um, that it's not all about the dollar in my pocket, that, that actually community and even being part of this group is about community and mm. about developing that, that sense of we can do this. Uh, I think that's what I've got most from this. Wonderful. Cheryl, it'll be great to watch Gibson Pearls develop into the future. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, Tom. Would love to, to have people come visit us. And if you're in the Gippsland region, please come out, come out and see us. Have a chat. Talk mushrooms, talk snails, talk community. It's great. Thanks, Cheryl. All right. So, Donna, <laughs> we're with Donna O'Callaghan, who is an artist from Gippsland. Donna, tell us a little bit about your work. Um, thanks for having me, Tom. Um, well, I'm an abstract artist from Gippsland, and I am really passionate about art and uh, the environment. So what sort of art do you create? What does it look like? Give me a picture. Um, so I create uh, ocean-based artworks and they incorporate corals and coral spawn and they always have an ocean focus because that's my passion. Mm. Um, I love diving and I love to incorporate that feeling that I get when I'm diving uh, into my artwork. It's a wonderful feeling when I start a new artwork. And they're beautiful artworks. They're really vivid. Lots oh, of colour in them. I really Thank you. Really enjoy um, having your browse through what you do. So why did you come on the workshops? What are you here to, to do with your art? I mean, you've, you've spoken about social impact over, yes. over the previous sessions. What are you planning on doing? Well, so I did a community arts project and I just absolutely loved it. And I think that that's something that I would really like to do again. And I thought this masterclass would really help me in finding out exactly what I want to do. And so I feel like the direction has changed a little and my focus has always been the environment and the ocean and I hope that my artwork can have a voice and create a conversation about climate change and the ocean and its inhabitants. Fantastic. So I know that you do commissions, Donna, but that you've also spoken about potential events or workshops or some other ways to use your art to create impact in the future. What do you see this looking like? Um, so I see it as being exhibited in larger galleries with a, a real story behind the artwork. So a big, long artwork with lovely colours in the beginning showing how healthy a reef can be and then slowly becoming whiter and darker and then showing the impact that we're having on our environment and water warming and coral bleaching. So the core of what you're doing that it sounds like you're really using art to tell stories and, and plant a seed in people's head around the sort of change that you want to see in the world. So what's something that you're taking away from the workshops that you think the audience could, could also use? Um, I think this was amazingly beneficial for me. I've learned so much about social enterprise and how my artwork can help other, like, can help the environment um, and also networking. This has been an amazing networking experience. Wonderful. Thanks, Donna. It'll be great to see your art progress into the future. And, uh, and next time I'm down in Gitzel, it'll be good to catch up. Oh, thanks so much, Tom. I really appreciate it. And if you want to check out my art, you can pop into my studio or 
uh, hop onto my Instagram page, Donna O'Callaghan Art, and have a look at my recent works and upcoming exhibitions. Thanks, Donna. Thanks, Tom. We're with Sam Forbes from Elbow Community Building. Sam, thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot for having me. So, Sam, tell us a little bit about your organisation. What are you doing and, and why did you join the workshops? Uh, so, I'm starting a business called Elbow Community Building that's focused on community development and health promotion initiatives in the Gippsland region. Um, a key thing there being involved in local community development activities. And I joined the workshops to find out about how I can make sure my values, which are aligned to social enterprise and having strong social impact, um, you know, how I can best do that. Mm. So what experience do you have to date and uh, like, what's your background? So yeah, my background is really, the easiest way to describe it is a, a generalist who loves problem solving, but uh, I have qualifications in philosophy and uh, public management and economic analysis, but what I really love doing is, is problem solving and I've mm. done that for public policy and community development at the federal, state and local government level and now at a community organisation level as well. So I really feel that I've seen kind of quite a lot of um, approaches to that kind of problem solving and I'm ready to yeah step out on my own and start um, having a bit of autonomy in that space and, and contributing off my own back. Fantastic. You said you're really focusing on working within the Gippsland region. So what sort of change do you see Gippsland going through and some of the core challenges that you find the region in at the moment facing? Um, I think, look, it's it's similar to a lot of other regions. It's, it's facing change and some of the changes are more pronounced than other regions because of the mix of the economy maybe. If you think about like agriculture, power generation, timber and things like that. But um, the unique challenges to Gippsland are uh, the breadth and diversity, but that's also a strength. Mm. It's a huge region i often think it's kind of a ludicrous region to bunch in together if you think about we're often talking about um the tip of philip island to pakenham to the border of new south wales it's, yeah. it's huge it takes probably six hours to drive across so yeah quite a few unique challenges mm. there so how can you help the local organizations uh i think what i bring and one of the reasons why i called it elbow is that is that it's about creating those connections and um linking people together with each other, um, that's organisation to organisation or person to person or person to funding or idea to funding and that's really what I see as being um, my unique value that I bring to the table is knowing what's out there, having the relationships with people but also seeing the wider trends and fitting people into that. Wonderful. So what's something that you'll take away from the workshops that you think the audience could, could also latch on to? The thing that I've really gotten out of it is coming here and meeting the other people who are also at this stage of starting their enterprise and mm. wondering, you know, how do you think about um, starting full stop? How do you think about being a social enterprise? How do you think about incorporating your values into what you do? But then there's all the practical things that you've been helping us with, Tom, like branding and pitching and um, making a website. And But going through that experience with others at the same place has been the most valuable thing to me and what I think other people could get out of it too. Fantastic, Sam. It would be great to watch you on your journey with Elbow Community Building into the future. 
and we'll look forward to visiting you next time we're down in Gippsland. Thanks, Tom. And if anyone's out there either working in local government, state government, or a community organisation or even an individual who is passionate about building community and thinks that they're you know, aligned to, to what I've been talking about here, I encourage them to get in touch. Uh, and the easiest way to do that is at the moment is through my LinkedIn. Look me up, Sam Forbes, on, on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Thanks, Sam. Best Thanks, of luck. Tom. Cheers. So we're with Yvette Atkins from the Arts Resource Collective, or ARCINA. Yvette, right. thanks right. for thanks for joining us, and thank thanks you. for jumping on the workshops as well. Yep, thank you very much. It's been great being part of it. So tell us a little bit about ARC. What do you do? Uh, ARC is a an artist-run non-profit organisation that started off as a social enterprise 36 years ago. Um, I'm a current member, and we provide uh, support, resources, mentorship, space, um, various programs and educational employment opportunities to aspiring artists or uh, artists who uh, are somewhere else in their career um, mm. and to, uh, yeah, anyone who's interested in, in getting involved in the arts. Wonderful. So for 36 years running, yes, that's a long time in the community. It have, is. Have you seen the Gippsland community change over that period of time? Uh, there's been a few changes but a lot lately. So, um, you know, with the... Changes in the coal industry, you know, shutting down Hazelwood Power, we're situated very closely to that particular uh, industry. Uh, with uh, changes in population, people looking for tree change, um, other people leaving the uh, community, uh, we've found all of those changes have had a major impact on, on uh, Gippsland as a whole. Um, and uh, ARC is is really primed and in a position to sort of address some of those changes um, mm. with the programs that it's delivering. So what sort of programs are you running? Uh, we, we've got a whole range of programs uh, that go from having an exhibition space, um, an art gallery, to uh, providing space for uh, artists, uh, anyone interested in art to come along and do workshops uh, and for artists specifically to work within their own spaces. We hold events. We you know, move into all areas of the arts from visual to performance and music and yeah, so that's all there. We have an actual performance space where you can uh, come and re rehearse anything that you, uh, you particularly want to be putting out there to the rest of the world. We provide, a, uh, you know, there's audience swim mm. in that space that get, you can get that feel for uh, performance with a live audience or yep. the right lighting and sound. And we constantly put on events within that space as well. So Sounds yeah. like a lovely, supportive community. It is. It's great, yeah. It's been going for quite a while, but is impacted by those changes. And one of the things we're specifically focusing on is maintaining our relevance and sort of also looking at having that intergenerational exchange. Having started 36 years ago, we still want to have that sort of relevant exchange with everything that's happening now within the Valley, mm. yeah, and Gippsland particularly. Sounds wonderful, Yvette. So what's something that you're going to take away from the workshop that you think the audience may be able to apply to their own community organisation or social enterprise? Oh, okay. Well, I found this particular series of workshops really enlightening as to what social enterprise is in in uh, today and in all its breadth, um, and how it really relates to this more local uh, community level. Because there was always this idea that it, it, it the in, in terms of impact, it needed to have this big international impact that was generated from an idea and and that 
um, you know, there was repetition of that idea and then people would set up franchises but it, it is, and it is that but bringing it way back to what we do within this organisation and within this region, there has been some really helpful information that I've been able to, to take on board in how our organisation runs um, and in our future direction as a social enterprise. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's been great to have you as part of the, the cohort event. We'll look forward to tracking Ark's journey as you move forward and uh, and visiting you next time we're in Gippsland. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, thanks. So if you are an artist or you have a passion for art in any way, um, you you haven't yet sort of taken that step forward but been thinking about it for a long time, please come along to Ark. Um, Whether you're an individual, an organisation, a community group, uh, come along and see what we do and see what we've got to offer you. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. So we're with Brooke Bridge from the Latrobe Valley Beekeepers Association. Brooke, thanks for joining us on the workshops and for the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. So tell us a little bit about the association. What do you guys do? Um, well, we educate um, people on the importance of pollinators, so our bees, which are responsible for two-thirds of the food that we eat at the moment. So they're pretty essential to life as we know it. And um, we create mentor opportunities for people interested in beekeeping and a community for them to safely get together and connect and share ideas and talk bees, which people get pretty sick of if you're not interested in bees. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's a passion for you. How did you get into bees? Um, well, I actually got to do a free course funded by the Latrobe Valley Authority recently, uh, last year, because I was just, you know, kind of aimlessly drifting. And um, I've always been a nature lover and I love honey. So, mm, so as, sweet. Yes. Uh, I thought that it would be a great way to combine both my interests and um, teach my kids, you know, about the importance of the environment and help them nurture and um, experience the awesome that is um, local honey. Mm. So, and apparently it's the best. They're sharing it at school. So. Wonderful. <laughs> nice. Well, that's, that's always a good sign. The kids tick of approval. Yeah, especially teenagers. So, yeah. yeah. So as an association then, what sort of impact do you believe that the Latrobe Valley Beekeepers Association can make into the future? Um, well, we aim to change people's behaviour around um, use of pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, you know, things that are impacting on the health of bees in general and pollinators in general, which we've said about they have such an important role in our ecosystems. Mm. They've been in a, in a, there's been a global global decline in um, the populations of pollinators in general, and that's basically catastrophic for you know the world. Yeah. So if we can change people's behaviours to be more pollinator friendly, so that they can they can see the beauty and the value in bees rather than say, calling the exterminator straight away. They call the beekeeper instead. Yeah. Also boosting the local honey economy. Like we're, we're such a uh, generous food bowl around here. Mm. We have so, such a variety of um, produce and we actually have quite a lot of beekeepers. So maybe that's, you can connect the two there and say thanks to the beekeepers for the abundant produce we have around here. Yeah. So I don't know if we can infect as many people as possible with a passion for beekeeping because it is addictive mm. then we can create change absolutely so in joining the workshop then what's something that you'd share with the audience perhaps someone who's starting a social enterprise or local association that you think would be valuable knowledge for them um that you're not alone there's a lot of 
inspiring people out there and all you've got to do is ask for some help. It's easy to feel isolated, like you've said, and um, to feel like you're, you're basically on this lofty mission that doesn't um, really have an end game. But if you get together with other people, you find some direction and um, you know inspiration and actual usable ideas of, that you can set and apply to your course. Mm. It's a great insight, Brooke, and it'll be great to see the association grow into the future. So thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks, Tom. And if you're interested or passionate about beekeeping, you can check us out the first Tuesday of every month, 7 to 9 p.m. at Frank Bartlett Memorial Library in Maui. Wonderful. Okay. Thanks, thanks Brooke. See you. So we're with Mark Giddens, and Mark's joined the masterclasses as part of Gippsland 360, a project that's using drones to tell stories or solve problems in unique ways. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Tom. Mark, tell us a little bit about your project. What are you doing here and, and why are you working with drones? Okay, so Tom, basically I lived overseas for the last 20 years and moved back to Australia and moved back to our, my hometown and wanted to find something a bit different. Like there's so many television production companies out there. It's quite a crowded environment. Mm. And I love flying. I love telling people stories. So trying to somehow ravel them together and basically using drones to solve problems in industry, because we do have a large amount of industry here, and being able to use the drones to be able to make things safer rather than doing things in a more old school manual way. Also, telling stories, like I love telling stories. It's what I've done my whole career. So You've worked in some really amazing countries. Yeah, yeah. I've spent, spent some time in some pretty unusual places around the world and met some pretty amazing people on that journey. And uh, coming back here, it would be nice to be able to tell people stories that perhaps they don't normally have the opportunity to tell their story. And so hopefully I can get, get their story out there. And so you plan in doing that through a production style type way with drone or other videography or how do you see that? So with the drone work, um, I'm planning on using that to help make a change in the way we do work in the industry. But the money I make from that drone work, I'm wanting to use that to tell people stories and get the, the story of how we can help the environment out more. So from a, from a social impact perspective, what sort of change are you looking to create? So when I traveled overseas, I saw a lot of different things happening with the environment. Some of it was good, some of it not so good. Like in a lot of villages in really poor parts of the world, people were doing amazing things to help the environment and I, I really loved it. But then other places you would see terrible things happening to the environment. I think coming back here, I'm just really wanting to show people how important the environment is and that we have to take care of it. And if we ruin things, a lot of the time, things will never be the same again. Mm. And I think it's really important that we be able to tell stories to show people how important our environment is. And we've only got this one environment. It's not like we get to go somewhere else and start again. So what's something that you've taken away from the workshops that you'd like to, to share with the audience? I think a different perspective and, and how to solve problems. And basically being able to, I've really just broadened my mind about how I can look at solving the problems I've got. And sometimes it's a bit overwhelming. And the one thing I've taken from this is to be able to just break things down and just go through step by step by step. And then after that, the problems aren't so insurmountable. Things become a lot more achievable. Mm. 
Thanks for sharing that, Mark. It'll be really great to watch the journey of Gippsland 360 continue on into the future and, and see how you progress. It'll be wonderful. Thanks, Tom. I guess if anyone needs some help shooting industrial drone work around Gippsland, let us know. And also, more importantly, if anyone has a story that they would like to tell, also please let us know so I can help you tell your story. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. So we're with Sarah Tate from the Latrobe Valley Authority. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Tom. Sarah, it's great to have you as part of the masterclasses. So tell us a little bit more about the work that you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I'm the concierge of the Business Support Service at the Latrobe Valley Authority. The idea of the role in the Business Support Service is it's a new program, but it's set up to support businesses in the region to access relevant information and opportunities, uh, really to help them establish and grow their business. So the reason the service came about is speaking to businesses in the region is that there's a lot of disconnect. There's already existing funding and programs and services uh, out there, but it's really about navigating through all that information and finding what's relevant to them. So the role is really just connecting people to yeah, opportunities uh, to help them establish or grow their business. And also another key element is yeah, keeping them up to date on opportunities as they arise. Fantastic. It sounds like a like a fantastic department to have, especially given Latrobe Valley's transition at the moment. Yeah, so uh, the work that the Latrobe Valley does is really, you know, delivering actions to improve outcomes for the region. So it's a yeah, great program to be a part of. But another part of the work Latrobe Valley focuses on is also this needs to be achieved by collaborating with a lot of different other government agencies and private service agencies. So a big element of co-design in this service as well, of getting everyone in the region on board to, to help support the businesses. Fantastic. So what would be your strong vision for Gippsland sort of five years down the track? Where, um, where, where do you see Gippsland heading? A lot of the work, not just in the business support service, but in Latrobe Valley is really to set the place up to, you know, have a sustainable future. So. Yep beyond government funding, you know, so it's really about finding longevity in the programs that we that we run to find backbone organisations or other ways to keep it sustainable so it's not dependent on government handouts. Fantastic. In terms of the masterclasses, do you have any insights or takeaways you wanted to share that might be relevant to our audience of social enterprises or innovators? Yeah, definitely. There was two things I really took away. So I guess one element was sort of key practical information that I learned was really about the different revenue and impact models. Uh, I found that really useful just that, to get more of, I guess, a definition of what a social enterprise looks like mm. um, and how you would like have a business model to, to set that up. Yeah. But the other part that I really, really enjoyed, uh, Tom, is you've been a fantastic facilitator and that you've really let the class be led by the group and the needs of the group. Uh, and I think so, you know, the highlights for me really has just been getting a greater insight into others' businesses and in the region that have, you know, that are in this same stage and all the conversations that have taken place. Mm. Uh, it's just been really, really eye-opening. Well, that's, um, and I'm hoping that that will also help me to, you know, support other businesses in similar stages in the future. That's really encouraging, Sarah. Thanks for that feedback. I certainly believe now, you know, there's there's a great culture in the in the group there, and and it can only really move forward in a really positive way. So I think you'll play a really key role in in helping shape that. So thanks for all the work that you're doing, Sarah, in the region, uh, and it'll be great to track the work that you're doing into the future and and collaborate again uh, down the track. I would really love that, Tom. It's been fantastic. And any Gippsland listeners that have small, medium or any size business really and you're looking for some more information or some support in any way, shape or form, uh, get in touch with the Latrobe Valley Authority and we'll have a chat. 
Wonderful. Thanks, Sarah. Excellent. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.